Welcome to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to your source for common sense conservatism, Monday through Friday. 15 busy broadcasting hours of excellence every single week. It's the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I'm Wendy. I'm always happy to be here. Look, I tell you the way it is, the way I see it. I'm a mom. I'm not some political scientist guru. I'm not in on the know. I don't have friends in the beltway. I'm not texting Congress people, but I am doing a lot of homework. I'm reading, I'm listening, I'm paying attention. And every single day we share with you what we believe the most important things to discuss are. Now, you might disagree with those things, and that's perfectly lovely, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to get something different on this program than you are going to get anywhere else. The X's and O's of war, I will not give you. I have no skin in the game. I don't have a horse to choose, whether it's Ukraine and Russia or it's Hamas and Palestine versus, obviously, Israel. I don't have a horse in the fight. But I think if we can unite on common sense grounds and say, we just want people to live. That that says it all. And that's how I feel. And we're going to walk you through some staggering information today that underscores just how corrupt the United States is and how long it's been that way. Because make no mistake, waking up comes at a price. You start to see things that otherwise you did not. And it can be burdensome and it could leave you feeling overwhelmed. And I get you because I feel like that all the time. So take it in pieces. And if you need to, just make sure you get the podcast. Wendy Bell Radio. Listen in little chunks, but listen because we tell you the truth. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, the minute I start talking every morning on this program, I think my body temperature goes up a couple degrees because it all comes together in my mind and I roll the dice to see how effectively it's going to come out of my mouth. This hasn't been planned, what I'm about to say to you. It's not scripted. I do everything here off the cuff because that is what honesty and authenticity is. And I'm going to say something to you that a lot of people are going to disagree with. And I got to tell you, I don't care. I don't care. 
I don't care if anybody likes me. I don't care if I'm popular. I don't care if what I say makes people uncomfortable because it needs to be said. I blame the liberals in my neighborhood and the liberals in yours for the lion's share of the nonsense we are going through right now on pins and needles as an American people waiting for a most certain terror attack on our soil. It's not a matter of of if. It is absolutely, unequivocally about when. And you're going to hear government officials like they have any kind of standing in our lives anymore. They expect you to believe them, right? Because they're the government. But when your government proves to you again and again and again that not only does it lie to you with abandon, that it doesn't care about you, and it in fact is working in concert with some of the darkest, nastiest, most evil people in the world to destroy this place from within. I got to call it out. All right? And you liberals have fallen for it hook, line, and sinker. And we don't have to go that far. Let's just go back to George Floyd. You guys fell for this idea because you are so either insecure or walking around and you need a club to fit into You needed to jump on the everybody who's white is racist. You don't know how racist you are because it's baked into your DNA story. And so what did you do? You allowed people to to basically destroy billions of dollars worth of property and to act like lunatics, like total animals. And you pave the way for it to happen. Defund the police, but give millions of dollars to the communist backbone BLM. How'd that, how'd that work for you guys? You guys feel like you've done a lot to improve the, the condition of many black lives in this country? Because I can tell you, it was a scam. And you and every other idiot out there who put one of those signs in your yard to send the projection to your neighbors who don't like you anyway, that you aren't racist. No, we just judged you and said, hmm, you're a fool. You're the same idiot who changed your profile picture to be you getting vaccinated as though that was going to make all of us look at you and say, what a fine human being. No, we looked at you as being foolish, rushing to do something, listening to people who historically have proven to us that they cannot be trusted. And yet you thought through caution to the wind, you chucked your common sense, any God given gift of of innate reasoning. You just blew past and said, give it to me, give it to me as many times as possible. Thank you, sir. May I have another? And then you walked around endlessly with your stupid masks, even though you knew because it had been debunked how many times that a piece of cloth doesn't change a virus. That's smaller than the fibers? Come on. And you did it anyway. What else did you do? You defunded the police. The police are racist, you said. And now all of a sudden we've got crime ticking up in our cities. And people are like, um, the police aren't responding to my call. No, duh. Why do you think that is? You can't get people to sign up to take the classes, to become cadets, to become new recruits. And so we've watered down the requirements. You don't have your GED. Eh, it's okay. You have no college credit whatsoever. Eh, that's all right. You can't run 100 yards because you're 50 pounds overweight. Eh, that's all right. Come aboard anyway. And now your other brilliant response? Let's let migrants serve as police officers. Oh, goody. That sounds fabulous. 
right? You foment this ridiculosity in schools. This activism, this social justice warrior infection that I dare say almost every single woman out there between the ages of 12 and 20 has been afflicted by, right? Because I don't know, maybe everybody's looking for some kind of a club to fit into. And now it's this lunacy fraud, this, this club of, of abject despair. Have your children mutilate themselves. That feels just super. This is on you. You are the morons who are like, abortion is healthcare. Everybody should be able, let's make it a party. Kill your child today. As though that's what anybody is talking about. And you run with that. Have you seen these, these schools now? Harvard, Columbia? What else? Where the students are standing with the people of Palestine. Guarantee you, those kids who are by and large illiterate because they went through the public school system of suck, couldn't know a thing in the world about what's going on in the Middle East or otherwise. They don't even know where Seattle is on a map. They can't do math. They can't read cursive. Hell, they can't read. And this is all because of you, crybaby, do-gutter liberals. Huh. So if you want to have one of your science is real signs in your yard, I'm going to say to you, you are the problem. So now we've got we've got Kevin McCarthy. He's like, oh, it's time for me to be a leader. We don't have a speaker and there's major conflict in the world. I must now swoop in and prove that I can lead. You suck, Kevin. You've sucked from the beginning. That's why you're gone. And he's now going to say it's the Biden administration's fault that we are just what? How many days away from certain terror attacks on our soil? There may be sleeper cells here. Maybe. What do you think 7 million people coming across our border gives you? You morons. I think we should really now take this whole border issue seriously. Really? See, it's going to make sense to you. At the moment that it's too late, maybe you have an adverse side effect to that shot or somebody you know dies unexpectedly. So odd. Your eyes might awaken a little bit, open up. Then all of a sudden you're going to be the victim of a crime and nobody's going to be there to answer your call. And then you're going to find out maybe it's your child who's being groomed at school and they come home and have some crazy idea to run away to another state where another lunatic liberal says, come to me, we will mutilate you for free on the taxpayer dime. Is that going to wake you up or is it going to be the attack in your neighborhood, the coordinated attack? What's it going to take? Another Stolen election, another virus variant alert, another booster. Or are you just going to all bake it into, ah, everybody's racist, call it a day. Because that works so well. This is on you, liberals. You and your stupid signs. You and your stupid virtue signaling. You being so damn malleable that you have fallen hook, line, and sinker into one of the biggest scams in history that you can trust your government good job so you're saying huh she seems a little fussy today well you haven't seen anything yet
<laughs> I've got a fresh cup of coffee in front of me and a whole loaded show. And it's coming your way next with a little mashup of the O'Biden regime telling us they knew how gross Iran was and they knew exactly what they were doing. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, you got to love how all of a sudden the attack on Israel, right? All of a sudden now people are like, oh, what a, what about us? I mean, we could be next. You think? Every single person who's like, build the wall, build the wall, build the damn wall. I don't care if Mexico pays. Build the wall. It was $8 billion. What is it going to cost us now? And how many lives? Because like I said... It's not a matter of if. It's about the when. Bill Malusian, Fox News, new internal CBP data, Customs Border Patrol, provided and confirmed by sources inside the CBP, reveals thousands of, quote, special interest aliens from mostly Middle Eastern countries have been apprehended by Border Patrol while crossing into the U.S. illegal over the last two years. Who the hell are these people? And you're going to hear from John Kirby coming up, spokesperson for Joe, okay? And he's going to be like, yeah, uh, we really don't know how many people could be here. Meh, I don't know. It's a lot. Hopefully it's all going to work out. Oh, excellent. Thank you. And we want to say Ukraine is corrupt. We want to say Iran is corrupt. They are so corrupt. Look in the mirror, friends. United States is balls corrupt. So disturbing. How, how many of these people? All right, let's see. 538 from Syria. Fantastic. 139 from Yemen. 659 from Iran. I'm sure they just want to get into farming. Right. 123 from Iraq, 6,386 from Afghanistan. Let's screw over the Americans after the botched withdrawal of our troops, which ended up with 13 dead service members. Right. But let's open up the belly of the of the planes. Let's bring in as many randos that we can't vet as possible and shaft Americans and people who are our allies in Afghanistan. Well, it looks like 6,386 of them have settled in nicely. 164 from Lebanon. 3,153 from Egypt, 1,613 from Pakistan, 15,594 from Mauritania. I don't even know what that is. 13,624 from Uzbekistan, and oh goody, 30,830 from Turkey. Are all of them terrorists? Probably not. Are some of them? Abso-freaking-lutely! And those are just the ones that they caught, right? Those are the ones they caught. Who knows? And so we free up $6 billion for Iran. Well, it's only for humanitarian needs. It's not going to be spent on anything other than that. Right. Joe Biden, Barack Obama, releasing that money, even got your legacy lackey loser media in on it. Here is a mashup from the last two weeks of the media asking about, wait a minute, why are we giving $6 billion to the freaking t- terror capital of the universe, Iran? Go. Aren't going to be released for nothing in exchange. Didn't they also get five Iranians? They will get five uh, Iranians uh, as well. Yeah, Jackie. Then why do we need to add $6 billion on top of that. This is the deal that uh, we were able 
to strike. Biden's ransom payment will be immediately used to stoke violence, bloodshed, and mayhem throughout the Middle East, putting Israel, the United States, and the entire world in very grave peril. Joe Biden just lit a match to the Middle East. Uh, Israel has got to be on alert. The news that the deal is moving forward is drawing criticism from both sides of the aisle on Capitol Hill. The way to avoid having hostages taken by Iran is to be strong, firm, and resolute. And to not use carrots in the form of $6 billion, but to use sticks in the form of threats to things that Iran holds dear. $6 billion they want released, and they're going to have choice. They're going to use it for humanitarian aid. There's no guarantees of that. So I'm very much concerned about this. So we're looking into it much deeper, but I'm very concerned. Do you have concern that money is fungible? I am. There is obviously money is fungible. The administration says this is limited to humanitarian aid, but they also acknowledge that funds are fungible, which means they can move them around and will aid them in being able to do other things. So people are are very concerned. It seems, you know, very clear to the critics in both sides on the Hill. Money is fungible. That's the criticism. And now President Rahisi has added fuel to the fire that already existed of criticism by saying we're going to do anything we want with it. But isn't it true that this frees Tehran up to spend more on other nefarious goals like supporting terrorism and boosting its nuclear program? And it's, you know, I can't predict what they'll do going forward here. As Nancy explained to you, money's fungible. Right. Uh, and so uh, any financial relief uh, can be used in, by the regime in another way. And that's why there is um, real controversy to this. It's fungible. You couple that with the president of Iran saying, I'm going to use the money however I want to. Where is that going to go? It's going to go into terror proxies. Uh, this will go into more terror operations where they try to kill Americans. They kill, you know, Israelis. Money's fungible. This money is going to the Iran regime. It's a terrorist regime. It's the largest state sponsor of terrorism. And it's going to kill a lot of people, unfortunately. You know, money is fungible, right? And so uh, the Iranians will be able to use other funds for uh, their illicit activities. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. How many minutes do you need to hear of the media all saying the same thing? You're giving $6 billion to Iran. And you're lying to us. And you're saying it's for three hostages. Ladies and gentlemen, there have been 11 Americans killed so far in this conflict of the last several days. And how many more have been held hostage or being or being held hostage now or are missing? We have no idea. Where is your American government? Where is the leadership? Where is the love of fellow Americans? Well, here's the cold, hard truth for you. And this just in from Maui in East Palestine, Ohio. They don't care. They don't care. And you are paying for it, which is even the most despicable part. Do not go anywhere because we're just getting started. In the next segment, I call it this. A profile in suck. Yeah. John Kirby and anyone else running cover for Obama. Oh, wait for the sound. It'll fire you up too. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Somehow you just need to breathe it in and let it go. But it's frustrating when you're paying attention, is it not? It's so clear. It's so obvious. It makes so much sense. It should be common sense. But there is no sense anymore. Certainly not commonly. I mean, think about this. We're supposed to believe every single day when these yokels get up and they try to tell you oh this is what we're doing and this is what we think and this is this is our government and this is our priority right 
when hundreds of people are slaughtered and hundreds more are missing and thousands have been injured and there's terrorism affecting not just Americans but people from all over the world in a slice segment of geography and you're allegedly the leader of the free world do you call a lid on your day before noon and just slither off into whatever crevice from which you have emerged Joe Biden well you do when you're just the deteriorating shell puppet on Barack Obama's strings right people were saying where's Barack Obama you know the guy who just hours before Donald Trump took his oath of office in January 2017 decided to do something very beneficial for the people of Palestine we're going to talk about that later in the program but I want you to hear the sound of a liar and there are so many to choose from in this particular iteration this is specifically Joe Biden's spokesperson John Kirby this guy's been lying to us for years we've been lied to for decades as you will find of course later in the program now the Wall Street Journal yesterday had a pretty important article Iran helped plot attack on Israel over several weeks so now it's interesting to me that you've got the Wall Street Journal able to confirm this but you're not going to get such corroboration from a White House spokesperson so either they know of course they do and they're lying or they're just blissfully stupid which is a pretty strong door number two (laughs) right which one do you want a B one or two I don't know I don't know so here's John Kirby on with Martha McCallum at Fox News yesterday and she's going to talk to him. She's like, look, I, I read this article in the Wall Street Journal, and it says this. Iranian security officials helped plan Hamas's Saturday surprise attack on Israel and gave the green light for the assault at a meeting in Beirut last Monday, according to senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah, another Iran-backed militant group. Now, This is, of course, predicated on you believing the people from Hamas and Hezbollah. But isn't it a shame that I'm like, I don't know, who do I believe? Terrorists, right? People who hate us or a government that hates us. (laughs) A kind of a toss up. Officers of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps had worked with Hamas since August to devise the air, land, and sea incursions, the most significant breach of Israel's border since the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Those people said, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Details of the operation were refined during several meetings in Beirut, attending by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps officers and representatives of four Iran-backed militant groups, including Hamas, which holds power in Gaza, and Hezbollah, a Shiite militant group and political faction in Lebanon, they said. But we decided to work with Iran and say, hey, you know, six billion bucks. All right. I know you can have it back. Just promise that it's meant for good stuff like, you know, transgender operations for kids, things like that. U.S. officials say they haven't seen evidence of Tehran's involvement. How is it possible that U.S. officials don't seem to have the same information 
that this individual writing for the Wall Street Journal has. Well, let's hear what my boyfriend, (laughs) sorry, John Kirby, has to say about that. In fact, he is today's profile in suck. Here's audio soundbite one. The United States believe that Iran was behind this attack. The Wall Street Journal says it was. Um, Can you confirm that for us? I'm not able to confirm that the specific reporting, Martha. We're obviously going to look at this very, very hard. We have been. We just haven't seen any evidence or intelligence, as you and I are speaking right now, that points to direct Iranian participation uh, in these attacks. So why does the Wall Street Journal have that and the White House doesn't? I, I, look, I'm not going to speak about intelligence matters and, uh, and, and what we're collecting here uh, on national TV. That said, though, Martha, make no mistake, and we've been very honest about this, Iran, of course, is complicit in these attacks because of its longstanding support to Hamas and other terrorist networks in the region. That's why we have got more than 400 sanctions against them. That's why we beefed up our presence, not only in the uh, Gulf area, but now in the eastern Mediterranean. Do you guys see it's all a sham? It's all farcical? Because these people are all in bed together, right? When they say, let me be clear, or we've been very honest, that's code for I'm giving you a major whopper. If they say, I'm not going to get into these classified things on national TV, that's code for I'm going to stall and stonewall and never answer your question. And then I'm going to lie to you and say, it's part of an ongoing investigation. That's classified. That's top secret. That's on a need to know basis. And even though there are dead Americans and many more missing, uh, we really don't care all that much to make this a big deal. It's exactly what he just said. I don't know. Not going to confirm that. Super. Well, I think maybe the Wall Street Journal should be the spokesperson then for America. Then you, you dope. Audio soundbite number two. Let's talk about this, you know, hostage exchange. Jackie Heinrich. Heinrich had said it here in the little montage we played before the break. So $6 billion for three Americans. Could you just not just get the three Americans without this? This is the question. His answer is is quite dazzling, lugubrious, if you will. Go ahead. The $6 billion that the Qataris are holding that was unfrozen in order to get three hostages back, uh, John, that is... You know, you said, well, there are strings attached to that. Is that money now going to be refrozen? I don't want to get any of any uh, policy decisions going forward here, uh, Martha. Uh, as I said last time you and I talked about this, that money can be refrozen at any time. Doesn't that seem and like a good time to do that? We won't hesitate to make that decision if we feel we need to. Uh, if but we I'm not feel we need a policy, to. Policy decision that hasn't been made yet. If we feel we need to. I'm going to share with you from a mom's perspective. There was a story in the UK Daily Mail this morning. It's very difficult to pay attention to the stories coming out on social media because the media are not doing accurate jobs on this. Surprise, surprise. And so social media users are. And it was a mom. See, these terrorists didn't just kidnap, rape, behead, terrorize, and murder these young men and women at this music festival and beyond in their neighborhoods. They took their phones and they called their parents as their children are screaming in the background or took pictures of their corpses and sent them to them. And one mom 
happened to receive such imagery when her 30-year-old daughter, who was gang-raped, tortured, her legs broken, and then ultimately murdered, was shown in the back of a pickup truck with gorilla animals celebrating her corpse. So this is who we're dealing with. Listen to audio soundbite three, knowing what I just said to you, and listen to the ambivalence of the mouthpiece of the White House. So we know that there are nine Americans who lost their lives in this Hamas attack in Israel. And we also understand that there are currently Americans being held hostage, correct? How many Americans are being held hostage at this hour, John? The truth is we don't know, Martha. I mean, certainly we've seen those reports, but we were not able to independently verify that Americans are indeed among the hostages. Now, look, we have to accept the very grim possibility and the likelihood that there are Americans being held hostage. We're in constant touch with Israeli officials right now to try to get a sense of the whereabouts of all the unaccounted for uh, uh, Americans, because mm-hmm. they, they, who knows where they are or what condition they're in. We want to make sure we, uh, yeah. we get doesn't more, have a more clue. detail information. Doesn't have a clue, that. doesn't care. I have no idea. I don't care. I have no outrage. That is what he just said. We're on it. We're in constant contact. No, you aren't. Joe Biden called a lid on his day before noon. So let's talk about the Americans killed. Number now 11 that we know of. Audio soundbite number four. We are also very, very closely uh, uh, coordinating with Israeli officials about the status of American citizens. We sadly know that a few have been killed. Uh, We also know that there are many more that are unaccounted for. We don't know where they are. We don't know what condition they're in. uh, And nothing's more important to us than their safety and security. So we're going to stay lashed up with Israeli officials on that as well. We sadly know that a few have been killed. And uh, I have to remember to put tomatoes on my shopping list for later today. That is how... Nonplussed he is. We know that some have been killed. You know, what can we do? That sucks. I should indicate that the woman I spoke of, whose daughter, was paraded around and mutilated and celebrated. is a German-Israeli, 30-year-old tattoo artist and hairstylist. Just happened to go to that concert. Just so that sinks in. Interesting. So why is the president, Martha McCallum says, so why, why is Joe Biden? It's got to be exhausting on him, right? I mean, he's been working so hard. He called a lid today before noon. Go. Uh, the president, uh, the White House called a lid on, on the president at 1146 a.m. this morning. Given what is going on, John, why would that be? Well, Malid means that he doesn't have any more public-facing events. It doesn't mean that the president's not working, and he absolutely is working. Uh, he had a, uh, another update this morning with his national security team. He stayed updated throughout the day. Uh, he's going to be talking to foreign leaders later this afternoon. Do you guys believe any of that? Do you believe anything that they say to you? Do you hear the lack of sincerity? Because I see it, I hear it, I can close my eyes, I can taste it. This should come as no surprise to us. They haven't cared about things happening to us on our own soil. 
why should they care about things happening to us overseas? That blatant knowledge, though, infuriates me. But what John Kirby says next, and we're going to bring it to you after this short break, what John Kirby says next, the number one biggest threat to all of us, is it terror? No. No, it's not. So uh, I would prepare because my hands are shaking and yours will too. Right after this on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so we have slaughtered, slaughtered human beings, fellow brothers and sisters, children, elderly, unspeakable horror. So Martha McAllen is talking to John Kirby, White House spokesperson, and she nails him with a very important question. Listen, go. I, I, I want to play this soundbite for you that is just last month in Vietnam and ask you if this still holds for the president. Watch. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. Given all the nuclear players in these two areas where we are now engaged on, does the president stand by that comment? Absolutely, he does. Climate change is an existential threat. It could, you know, it actually threatens and is capable of wiping out all human life on Earth uh, over time. I mean, that's I don't know how more existential you can get to that. But that doesn't mean that we walk away from our obligations, our national security interests in very dangerous parts of the but world. John, you mentioned he, he said it was more frightening than a nuclear war. Is that it's more frightening than a nuclear war in this moment? The president believes wholeheartedly that climate change is an existential threat to the all of human life on the planet. That's just science. That's a fact, Martha. But it doesn't mean that we turn our back on the other challenges facing this country and our allies and partners around the world. We've- what a filthy hack. What an absolute, disgusting, disgraceful narrative. Science is agreed. Really? Of course it isn't. It's been a scam for decades. It dates back well before what? George H.W. Bush. I got a story about that for you coming up. So according to Joe Biden, and doubled down, tripled down on by his spokesperson, John Kirby, the threat of climate change is worse than anything else going on right now. It's worse than not having an active police force in our communities and having scores, thousands, millions of God knows who knows who from where out in our communities, right? People who hate us, do all of them? Surely not. Are some of them here for a better life? Certainly. Is that everyone? Of course not. Was Donald Trump called a racist for saying that? He was funny who was right and who was a climate peddling lunatic george or george joe biden and by default his chief liar spokesman john kirby so more dangerous than the threat of nuclear war john you're going to go with that climate change yes you suck period on the heels of all that is going on That is how disconnected these people are. And the final kick in the pants, the final kick in the pants. You know what? Our border, a lot of us now paying attention to our border. 
Because if it's not in your neighborhood and they're not being bused to your doorstep, it's easy to not know exactly what's going on and not to make it a priority. Ought you not be making it a priority, John Kirby? How about these terrorists that have been caught at the border? How about all of the people who got away? What is the number of that? Go. 151 people on the terror watch list have crossed our southern border. Given the fact that U.S. and Israeli intelligence did not pick up on this terrorist attack that happened in Israel, what is being done to lock down those individuals who now are somewhere in the United States? I don't have any specific uh, law enforcement actions to speak to today. Obviously, uh, we monitor threats uh, to our national security from inside and outside the country, uh, all in real time. Uh, law enforcement uh, and intelligence community are, are, are watching as closely as they can and monitoring this. Uh, I would say, look, there's going to be a time and a place for us to take a look at the intel picture and uh, what was known, what wasn't known. That's not the time now. The time now is to support Israel and make sure they have what they need. But are to we more concerned about attacks that. along these lines by terrorists here in the United States, given concerned. that we have 151 new people in the country we who snuck across concerned. the southern border? always concerned about terrorist attacks on the American people here at home. Uh, that hasn't changed since 9-11. It's not going to change under this administration. Uh-huh. Okay. So we monitor all these threats, right? But we missed this big one in Israel. I mean, we're on it. We got our inside forces. We got our outside forces. We've got forces upon forces. We're forced out. And we're paying attention to all of this stuff. This is not the time and the place, though, to take a look at this intel picture. Come again? Why do you need strategic comms? Mm. It, just tell the truth. Well, because you need to have waves and tears of cover. You need Corrine Jean-Pierre, the untouchable, you know, four-box checking chick who is the White House press secretary. You've got little pencil neck Ian Sams, who's chirping on the side. You had others who've been recycled. I'm sure they work at Google now, right? This is, this is the, the thing. You've got to have a well-oiled apparatus of propaganda to sell to the American people. I remind you, though, if Americans actually mattered to the government of America, you know, they would care a lot more than they do. They didn't care about the 13 servicemen and women killed in Afghanistan. Joe Biden was busy. He was checking his watch. He had someplace else he wanted to be. They didn't care about East Palestine, still haven't gone. They didn't care about Maui, who flew in with his own stupid podium. And a little stool for his bottle of water, made a few comments and then jetted back to his billion dollar luxury hideaway in Tahoe. Doesn't care about fentanyl, doesn't care about terrorists crossing the border, doesn't care about, you know, all of us being forced to take a deadly toxin, doesn't care about the fallout for that. Doesn't care about anything, about the mutilation of our children and the hands of wacko doctors making a buck off of their bodies, doesn't care. Joe Biden cares about one thing, and that is about the Biden crime family syndicate getting rich. And their fingers are in all of these conflicts. It's in Iran. It's in Russia. It's in China. It's in Ukraine. You guys, when you're that busy making money, you don't care about what's going on at home, you silly gooses. All right, so we got to break down this whole, they're just coming here for asylum nonsense. We're going to dig into some border stuff for you and play for you the dumbest man in Congress, Hank Johnson, on deck next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.